everybody, and welcome to another episode of Opposites React, where we talk about random stuff we've been entertained with for the past week. Uh, today is May 20th, 2020. I am Sarah, and I am here with my Who's Bond, Ty Lore. Hello there. Uh, what do you got for us this week, Ty? I do have an interesting topic this week, but before we get into that, we'll do our usual weekly recap mm-hmm. kind of thing here. So uh, I don't think either of us are playing anything new, per se. Nope. It's just kind of going, going through our usual... I mean, outside. You wake up, you play Animal Crossing, you do work. You get off work, you play Apex or baseball. Yeah, I cycle through the cycle through those two games mainly. <laughs> They're both still going great. I mean, new season of Apex, I'm still loving it. Haven't had even had, haven't even had the chance to try the new Loba character yet. Yeah, and that's just because I have a pattern right now where I'm just doing a different focusing on one different character every day. I mean, as much as I can. If someone in the character select screen chooses him before me, I'm yeah. just going to choose someone else. But like, so when, on the very first day of season five, started, I started as Bloodhound, and then went on to Gibraltar, and then. Uh, Wraith? Uh, no, who's Lifeline? Oh, okay. so, et cetera. so right now, like tonight, when I get off, I'll be playing. Uh, when I get off the podcast, I mean, I'll be playing as uh, Watson tonight. Right, you're good with Watson. So though. I'll be Loba. I'll be. I'll be able to hopefully try Loba by Saturday. I think. Yeah, and then will be so good. Uh, it was funny the other day. Uh, so they they dropped a new every uh, Tuesday yesterday. They dropped one of those new headliner packs. Right. She has oh, like an right. amazing diamond card. Yeah. So this one they came out with a '97 Matt Kemp. It was a great card. Like I've I always, I've always hit well with Kemp in the past, and his this, this card is dirty. Like it's such a good card. It's like, people are saying it's the card's almost better than Trout. That's how good the stats no, are. Oh, yeah. that's unfair. I know. Um, so of course, and it's one on the market for like one hundred fifty thousand stubs right now. So you get you get it by buying those packs. Those packs cost seventy five hundred stubs each, so they're not cheap. Um, and you can only buy a max of five. They only let you buy five per account. Um, oh, yeah. So you can't just keep buying them forever. Wow, that's. Seems weird. Like if I were them, I would want more money, so I'd let you buy as many as you wanted. Yeah. So of course, the other day I was I was sitting on like I don't know thirty thousand ish stubs, and some so my son Lucas was kind of egging me on. He's like, "You should buy some packs, Dad." <laughs> He's so, feeding your addiction. <laughs> so I bought one. Didn't get anything. All right, I bought one. I got a gold card out of it. So you know, obviously that's a gold card's only worth thousand stubs. So I definitely still lost a lot of money on that pack. I'm like, yeah, at least it's gold. I can resell for a little bit. Pull another pack. Got a silver. Okay. <laughs> Pull a third pack. Got another silver. Okay, that's we're, we're done here. <laughs> And then this morning, oh, uh, did you do it again this morning? I bought another one this morning. No, my goodness, I wasn't even didn't got even another know. silver. So. No, <laughs> you have one left. You got to go now. Just might as well finish it off. I got like fifty-seven hundred stubs right now, so I need oh. to get some more stubs. I'm gonna do another challenge. I need to get two thousand more stubs, and I'll buy the final pack. And I'm gonna cross <laughs> my fingers that that's the one. Jeez. Ah, uh, so yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> The game plays good too. You know, I do play the game from time to time, not just. <laughs> no, you're mostly menus, the menus when I see you. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I had some luck playing the uh, Monday when we were off for the holiday. I was playing that uh, the new event. Oh yeah! I got like five wins that day on the event. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's, it's nice when you're not kicked off the internet randomly. Yes, very <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, anything else you want? You want to talk about gaming wise or anything? not really? Just sticking to. I've, I'm farther than I've ever been in Persona Five, so that's a feat, yeah, I guess. There you go. Uh, and then I totally forgot that Miku came out. Mm-hmm. The new Hatsune Miku game came out on Friday, so I played it Saturday, <laughs> and it's great. But I didn't realize there was such a big season pass, though, so which almost cost as much as I could pay for the game. So, I don't know. I'll wait and see if I have money next month for that. <laughs> but otherwise, Animal Crossing hasn't changed. There was a new event. It took one day. That was that the stamp, fulfilling. The stamp thing. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, nothing's new. Uh, in terms of what I've been watching, I've actually, over the last week, I've finished two... I shouldn't say finished. Um, I finished one series a short series and I finished one season of another series, which I want to start season two tonight. But so the, uh, when the, do you do this? Uh, in bed. 
Okay, because I, I must be sleeping. Like for like the last week, I if I'm going to bed usually around like one a.m. and I'm not tired from playing video games, and I'll just like watch series. So these series I've been watching are each they're each like half hour episodes. Okay, so it's easier to watch like two three episodes a night kind of thing because I'll be up to like two thirty. I <laughs> uh, wish I had your youthfulness. <laughs> yeah, I'm older than you. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> funny I'm, I'm, I'm older than you you eat much better than me you, and, you everything still, else, and you're still way more I tired i still fall than apart me. yeah <laughs> just i don't gifted. understand oh my goodness so the first series i want to talk about then is a uh it's an amazon series uh like it's on amazon i think it's produced by bbc so it's a british okay. show but uh it's, it's called fleabag you ever heard of that i have it got nominated for a ton of emmys like it, it only had a two season run did it get em- did it get nominated this year no i think it was, was it 2019 2019 I when it feel ended. like I've heard of it before. Like, I think last year was when it was nominated for the thing. Emmys. Okay. Yeah. So it was two seasons. The first season came out in 2016. And I think the second season was 2018, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd always like, seen clips of it on YouTube. It was sort of like in my recommended feed. I'd watch a couple of clips. I'd be like, okay, this seems interesting, right? And then I, I watched I watched the first couple episodes of season one. I got hooked right away. What's the premise? It's, so it's about a woman in her, I think, early to mid-30s. Um, she and they're, they're in... I think London. It's an English show. They're in there in Britain somewhere. I think it's London, and uh, she's just a uh, she's a very like kind of broken character in a lot of ways. Like she has a weird relationship with her family. Like she has her, her sister and her dad. Her mom's had passed away, but she has her sister and her dad. And she could, she's just very um, uh, she's a fun character, but she's also like she has like a I don't want to say a sex addiction, but in the first season, like she sleeps with a lot of guys. Oh, <laughs> just sort of like her way of I don't know coping. No, not. It's just her personality, I guess. Okay. She's just very friendly and like she's attractive. She's attractive too, obviously. Like uh, I don't think the story would fly if she right, was <laughs> right. But uh, she's actually, but she's a really great actress too. I, I guess what happened was she she initially this was like a one woman show that she did back in like 2013, I think. So she's a comedian normally. Uh, yeah, like writer, comedian, okay, actress. I don't, yeah, I don't think she sings or anything. But uh, there's no singing in the show, anyways. But. Yeah, she's really talented. She, like she wrote all the episodes, okay. um, and uh, like the, the rest of the casting on the series is great too. Like whoever, like her sister, her dad, um, her uh, um, what do you call it? Her sister's husband. What, what do you call it? Brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother-in-law. <laughs> she's um, yeah. All the characters on the show are really well cast, but she's great. And so, like, yeah, the first season was really good, and I started season two. I heard really good things about season two as well. Season two goes a definitely different direction. Like season two is really more focused on having a relationship with like one guy. Okay. Because the, so the character growth. The end of season one, something like devastating happens, and uh, I won't spoil it because I don't really want to spike any spoilers to the show. You guys going blind to watch this? There's only six episodes each season, so like oh, I said, so you can definitely binge a season in one sitting if you really wanted to, or over two days. But um, yeah, it's really good. But she, man, she's like I, I think it like last season two, I think got nominated for like 13 Emmys. And won like six of them, and it was, it was well deserved. Like it's a great show. It's really well written, well acted. She's great. Um, interestingly enough, I remember when I heard her name mentioned for the first time was she's a co-writer on the new Bond film. Oh, it's the first time they brought on a female screenwriter for a Bond film. And seeing her writing on this show, I'm very intrigued to see what dynamic she has to the Bond. Right. And I'm wondering if her because there's two, there are two very strong female characters in the new Bond film apparently. And I'm wondering if she was brought in to help write those characters up. Because I, I think typically Bond girls have not been really well written. Oh, really? <laughs> Aside from Vesper, obviously. Yes, the, yeah. we all know how much Vesper means to you. <clears throat> but, um, 
yeah, like I don't know. If I, I, I don't want to any spoilers here. I just want to say Fleabag is a great show. It uh, really touched me like emotionally in a couple of ways too. Like it was just like in a in a different way than the next show I'm gonna talk about. But this one was just like it was a couple moments where I, I teared up a bit in Fleabag. It was really good. And it's mostly because of her. She's such a good actress. Has she done anything since, except for the writing of the Bond film? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I think I looked at the filmography earlier. Oh, she she I think she's also writing or producing another show that's on right now called Killing Eve. I've heard of that one too. I, I have heard of that one too. On but is she on something. that one? Or I don't no? think she's starring it. I think she's just writing it. Um, but yeah, so she's talented, and uh, I'm very interested to see. I think I know people are always like, "Oh, do like a third season of Fleabag," but I think she just wants to leave. Like it yeah. the, the second season ended perfectly. You could definitely just leave it off where it is now. I wouldn't be surprised if she came back a couple of years if the BBC or Amazon wants to throw like thirty million at her and be like, "Hey, make another Jeez. season." I know it was a great show. Honestly, I, if, if you have any reservations, go on YouTube, watch a couple of clips. If it's not your style of humor, then you're not gonna like it. But like I said, it, it balances that line perfectly. It's really funny in some cases, but it's also really depressing and like tragic in some cases. And it, it balances it so well. There's one really good, how was it? Season, sorry, I mean, episode three or four of season two, I think, where she has this like five minute conversation with another female character. Uh, it's like a guest star in the episode. Mm-hmm. And they have this great, I don't know, there's something about the dynamic. The writing was so good. It's just talking about, like the show is like, she's, the show is very strong with feminism. But she's not really a feminist. Like her dad and her sister want her to be a feminist, but she's not. Oh, okay. So uh, there's this really. That's just I, I can't even. Well, no, some examples here getting into specifics, I thought, but I'm just gonna go watch it. Yeah, there's also a really good. Like, one of the good hooks in the show is like she always she constantly breaks the fourth wall. Oh she's yeah. She's always talking directly to the audience, or, like waking up there or something. So I think it's it's funny when she does that. She doesn't overuse it. It's just done perfectly. Yeah. Um. And the second series that I actually just finished season one today, and I really want to start season two now, is that one that just came out. It came, season one came out last year on Netflix. It's a Netflix show, and it's called Afterlife. That's the okay. one with Ricky Gervais. Right. You show me some yes. some clips. Where his, 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 his character, his name's Tony, his, uh, his wife passed away from breast cancer. That's how the first season kicks off. Right. And he's immediately, you, you know, he's suicidal because he loved his wife so much. Okay. Doesn't really want to live without her. So the, the whole it's like, a very dramatic role for him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's still funny in it. He yes. still has that sort of dry humor that he always. If you watch the uh, Academy Awards or if you know what I'm talking about <laughs> with his jokes, but um, you know, the first couple episodes of season one start off with him being very like narcissistic and just mean to everybody. He's just depressed and angry all the time. And but then honestly, the the last two episodes of season one, the arc for him turns. It doesn't like turn. He doesn't do a 180. He's not all of a sudden like super happy. Right. He's still like angry and depressed, but he's just like there's some people in his life that still his friends that still want to help him kind of get out of the rut. And season, season one actually kind of ends with, uh, oh, actually, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's really good. Um, yeah. How so, long is that one? Uh, again, it's only the uh, same as Fleabag, six episodes, about half an hour each. So okay. pretty quick to get through them. And there's only two seasons out right now? Uh, so the second season for Afterlife just came out last month, actually. It's oh, okay. pretty, pretty new. They, I think they did get renewed for a third season as well. But who knows but, when uh, yeah, Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I really want to start season two soon because I really like that show as well. Uh, and he again, it's. I think that one. I that like. Whereas Fleabag, it teared up a couple of times. This one, I legit like, was almost bawling a couple oh, of times. Oh no! Yeah. Huh. It's, I don't know. It's t- gonna be. I'm gonna tell you that I watched it. And you're gonna be like, "Yep, were you emotional?" And it's like, no. No, <laughs> no you won't be. But <laughs> that's just how I am. I just don't. I'm not invested. I will try. I'll try. <clears throat> yeah. So honestly, those are my two recommendations. If you have Amazon or Netflix series uh, uh, subscriptions, I mean, check out those two shows. Uh, maybe don't like I'm glad like I got I kind of watched Fleabag in like over a few Succession? days yeah like I just like I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend bouncing back and forth between these two shows <laughs> like just kind of watch one at a time and what a roller coaster ride yeah. there you go so the kind of interesting topic I have for this week and this is actually so I saw a, a forum post about this today where someone had mentioned that 
Netflix, uh, if you go on your Netflix profile, so I just looked on my app on my phone, and you go to your settings, and there's like a, a viewing history on there. I think it goes back five years is the most, because mine went back 2015. I don't know if I had Netflix for that or not, but someone online was saying so. it went back five years, so still there's a lot of data there, especially if you watch it a lot. So it, it literally tracks every like movie or episode of every series you watch. It gives you the date. and Wow. So uh, I made a list of the... the my you list can download actually, the list. Yeah, I, I downloaded it to my phone as like yeah. an Excel spreadsheet, which is very helpful. But That's such a good feature. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Especially if you were just like couldn't remember if you'd watched a movie before because yeah. I, I, I think like and your when you go on your actual netflix profile it'll show like it'll say like watch it again oh it's you, but it, that's probably only something you've watched in the last like few months so yeah oh, okay i was actually surprised looking at my list today i'd be like oh yeah i, like, that? I remember that movie it's more like just to jog my memory of like some of these movies i've it's like a rewatch for me and some of them are just like i watch it for the first time on netflix right. and it's like a straight to dvd thing like right. sometimes i was just in the mood for a corny action movie or sometimes <laughs> i was like like a lot, I don't know how many of these are actually Netflix original movies. I would say, oh yeah, not that many. But so, anyways, I have a list here. It actually, came out to an even 150 films, which is funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was going to propose to you. I'm going to have you be the ringleader on this one. Okay. So, like I said, pick any number between one to 150, and whatever number that ends up being on the sheet, I'm going to obviously I'll say the name of the movie and I'll try and tell you what I remember about it. Okay. How many of these are we doing? Uh, tonight, let's try three. Okay. Yeah. First, I pick number fifty-seven. Okay. Oh, I thought oh. I, had, I thought I had it up my phone here, and now I just realized I closed the app. So give me one second here. I apologize for the delay. Sorry. Say again. What number was it? Fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Okay. Uh, okay. Interesting one. Yeah, this would be good because it's one I've only ever seen once, um, and I'm, it's probably a couple of years ago. So I'm gonna see how much I can jog my memory on this one. Oh, I should pick like number one and see how much you remember from five years ago. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Actually, no. Funny enough, the first couple on this list are ones that I've like rewatched. So oh, those okay. ones I will. But this one, so uh, man, I'm gonna try my. You know, so I'm gonna. Are you we're, gonna, we're gonna see how accurate I am here. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say the name of the movie. Okay. I'm gonna say what year I think it came out in. Okay. I'm gonna look up after to see if okay. I'm way off, and I'm just gonna tell you. I, I do remember this one a little bit, so it's not super out of my. I'm ready for brain. it. Okay, so this one. Um, I can't remember what really intrigued me to watch this one. I know I'd heard of it before. I don't I don't think it was really critically acclaimed. So I must have just saw Netflix one day and thought, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. It's a Netflix movie, right? It wasn't Netflix original or anything. It was okay. just a, a movie. Yeah. Probably something that was in theaters and I just thought, eh, I didn't see it. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go on a limb and say it came out in like 2011. And it's called Kill the Messenger. So it stars, it's based on a true story of a journalist. I cannot remember what like paper or company he worked for but uh the main character is played by jeremy renner okay so he was like you know he was hawkeye in the avengers movies and right. he was in like wind river and well, oh my gosh hawkeye and wind river guy are the same person yeah. Yeah. mind blown there you go i like hawkeye he's also in the, a couple of the mission Impossible films they were once with remember the ones with or he was in uh, ghost protocol and rogue nation he was um ethan's buddy yeah buddy that... didn't like him they didn't get along in Ghost Protocol initially. Oh my gosh, is it all the same people? Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, so the movie's about, it has something to do with, um, he is investigating some U.S. corruption. I think it has to do with, uh, something to do between U.S. Um, like smuggling drugs in through, it wasn't the Vietnam War, was it? Was it, no, not the Gulf War. I want to say there was some South American country that... Like the the U.S. had some U.S. or CIA had some kind of drug deal going on. He kind of uncovers it. So of course, like part of the film is about 
he gets paranoid because like the government finds out he's investigating this stuff and they kind of like start following him and threatening him mm-hmm. indirectly and stuff. It had a really good like supporting or like ensemble cast when I remember too. Uh, in my, my, my opinion though the movie didn't really stick with me that much obviously I watched it a few years ago I can barely remember the plot I'm trying to remember specific scenes even stood out to me so I, I don't think it was a bad film by any means was, I definitely watched it and thought eh, that was good and never rewatched it again so um, I am going to briefly look it up here and let's just I'm just going to look up the year and the synopsis and see how close I was to any of this stuff <laughs> um, okay I was off in on the year already the, the so the year was uh, 2014 oh, <laughs> so I'm a little okay. bit off on the year but it says here it is a, yes, like I said, it's a true story based on a book of the same name. Um, I don't want the plot. I want the synopsis. Where's the, I think it says here. Okay, here we go. It focuses on CIA involvement in Contra cocaine trafficking. So that would be referring to, yeah, okay. So the Contra war in Nicaragua sometime in the 80s. Like during the Reagan administration, okay. so you're talking about something. Yeah, like I think the film takes place in current times, so like probably like mid 2000s. Oh. But it takes the term events that happened in the 80s, right? Okay, that's why he's investigating. But yeah, um, like I said, uh, so it's hard for me, I guess, to really recommend this one because I can't remember too much about it. Um, who else is in the movie? Supporting characters or supporting actors? Sorry, like Ray Liotta, Barry Pepper, Michael Sheen, Andy Garcia, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Um, I mean, like for here's the context here, right? A budget of five million made about six and a half at the box office, so not a, a big not splash a of a film, right? Yeah. Um, I think critically, I mean, seventy-seven on Rotten Tomatoes, so mm. yeah. Um, wish I could say I remember more about it. Um, I probably would watch it again, and then I don't remember it being <laughs> bad, so maybe I need to draw my memory and watch it again. But uh, I think it's like your typical kind of like conspiracy thriller. It's not like a lot, of, obviously, a lot of action or anything in it. It's a drama, but right, yeah. Well, I guess the like I said, uh, about two hours. Okay, yeah. What's next on the list? Wait, was... 124. All right, 124. Another interesting one. Okay, I have seen this Are one. Any of these not interesting ones? Well, honestly, there's some <laughs> movies when I made this list where I looked at this movie, looked at this list, and I thought, okay, yeah, I watched that once and I barely remember it. Mm, okay. Or there's not too many on this list that I actually thought were outright, outright terrible, like. There's a couple that were, like I said, if I'm in the mood for a corny movie, I usually go in knowing what to expect. Right. So. so this one at 124, I saw this in theaters, I remember, um, and I obviously watched it again on Netflix. I think I probably only watched it two, maybe three times total. I remember this one a little bit, obviously, more than the other one I watched. If I've watched a movie more than once, <laughs> I find that amazing. So, yeah. so uh, I want to say this came out in 2015, and it's called A, a Walk Among the Tombstones. Again, I'm pretty, sure, long name. I'm pretty sure it's based on a book again. Um, so it's adapted. Uh, it stars Liam Neeson. And uh, uh, who else is in it? Uh, David Harbour is in it. The, Did you uh, say the year? That's 2015, I think. Sorry. David Harbour, he's the uh, sheriff from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays a bad guy in this one. Oh. Uh, yeah, so Liam Neeson's the main character. He's like a uh, like a washed up alcoholic ex-cop. Now he's, now he's a private investigator because the movie starts with him like he goes. I remember the opening very distinctly because it does a good job of grabbing your attention from the opening. So he's, um, oh, what's his name too? I'm trying to remember his name. I think his last name is Scudder. What's his first name? Like people always call him Scudder during the film. I think <laughs> Detective Scudder or something. But uh, like I said, it's based, I'm pretty sure it's based on a book. So it's not like someone originally. It's still Scudder. I know. Uh, so it, the movie just opens with him like going into this bar, tavern place. Like it, it's it's like first thing in the morning. This kind of like sets the tone for the character. He goes in like probably like 8 a.m. or something goes into this bar tavern 
and goes down, sits at a booth with his newspaper, and the bartender immediately comes over and gives him, like, a, I think it's like a shot of whiskey or something. So he's not like, okay, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. This dude's drinking, like, first thing in the morning, right? And then these two guys come in to, like, hold up the bartender. Like, he's he's in the back, in, his, in this booth with his back to the bartender, and he hears this, like, argument going on. And then all of a sudden, this guy with a shotgun just blows away the bartender. And so then he, see, he, has, he has his gun on him, obviously, you know, being a cop. So, uh, so he takes his gun out and starts chasing these guys down. And I think he shoots one or what is it they get into a car and, and drive off these two guys he he shoots the driver i think who crashes the car the other guy gets out on foot and runs away and they have this little foot chase gunfight thing and he ends up killing the guy on like a staircase the guy falls down the stairs after he shoots oh. him or something but it's revealed that like at the beginning because they're sort of like running down this street and they're shooting at each other and it's revealed that one of the bullets that liam Neeson's character shot must have ricocheted off something and hit an innocent girl so i think he killed the bystander so well, and he was also had drank, right? So, so that's why he's obviously off the force. Yeah. And, and now the movies, the movie skips forward however many years, and now he's like a PI. But so he gets hired by like someone, I think some like I don't know, someone who knows him, someone who's like a junkie or something. Maybe or maybe it's I don't know, you know what it is. It's his AA. I remember now. He goes to AA meetings, and someone in the AA meeting who knows him obviously knew that he was an ex cop or he was a PI or something. So he's like, oh, my brother needs your help. His wife was kidnapped. So Liam Neeson at this point is like, oh, I don't know if I want to help. So he meets with the brother. Um, there's actually another good actor like uh, Dan Stevens. He was in uh, well, he was in Downton Abbey. He uh, he was the he was the the new Beauty and the Beast. He was the new Beast when they made that remake oh, okay. recently with Emma Watson. Emma. He uh, so he's the guy whose wife gets kidnapped, and it's revealed that um, I can't remember his name specifically, but whoever so his wife got kidnapped because he's like a drug dealer, oh. and so people know that he has money. So they kidnap his wife and they want like a million dollar ransom or something. And he says, "Oh, I can only get like." I don't know, 600,000 or something. So the ransomers are like, okay, fine, whatever. Like, you know, they, he goes, they run him around the city, they get all these phone booths and stuff so he can't be traced. And then they tell him to drop this money somewhere. And then they tell him where his wife is. And he goes to like, they're like, oh, your wife's in the trunk of this abandoned car. So he goes with his car and he opens the trunk up and there's just a bunch of bags in there. So it's revealed that the, the kidnappers basically killed her, cut her up, put her in a bunch of bags. Ah! So they got the ransom and they still killed her anyway. Oh. So the guy's obviously wants revenge. So that's why he hires Liam Neeson characters. Liam uh. Neeson character eventually tracks these guys down and it's, it's two guys working together. One of them's a David Harbour character, actor, and right. the, I can't remember the other actors. Nobody's particularly famous, but um, I, all I remember is from this movie is it, it's, it was really dark. Like No kidding. <laughs> uh, like it's very violent. Uh, and especially when like the, yeah, they go into some pretty disturbing detail about what these guys do to these women after they kidnap them. I remember seeing it in the theater and people around me were really uncomfortable. I was like, yeah, this movie's going somewhere. I'm like, this is a, a really R-rated movie. Do you know if it's based on anything? Well, like I said, I'm going to look up in a second. I think it's based on a book. Yeah, but, but otherwise, oh, like, based, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a true story. Uh, like, let's yeah. all this stuff up. But, um, yeah, I, I remember the movie being, like, probably a, a hard a hard watch, but it was still a good film overall. Um, like I said, I, I saw it in theaters and I obviously felt the need to rewatch it again on Netflix. Yeah, so. True. I'll say that for it. Well, let's look up a little more detail. I was close. I think I said 2015. You did. It was 2014 it came out. Okay. Two <laughs> 2014s in a row. <laughs> oh, his first name was Matt. Why didn't I know that? Yeah, here's a synopsis. It just says Matt Scudder. You an, were right. An Good unlicensed job. private detective encounters many dangerous situations as he tries to nab the killers of the wife of his latest client, a drug trafficker. So I was close. Um, yeah. Based on the 1992 novel of the same name. Which, like I said, I don't... Interestingly, okay, so the I guess it's like a series, like this this, oh. this novel, A Walk Among the Tombstones. It was the tenth novel to feature this character. Okay, so they do a series around this. Oh boy, I wonder if they're all as dark. They must yeah. be. Um, what about the tenth one, The Chosen? Let's see. What does it say here? Uh, critical reception was mixed. Film grossed. What do we got? 
I mean, budget of about $23 million and made 62 So not a okay. huge splash, but probably still a little profitable. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes-wise, 66%. So, you know. <laughs> I like this synopsis. This Rotten Tomatoes review here just says, or the sentence says, A Walk Among the Tombstones doesn't transcend its genre cliches, but it does offer Liam Neeson one of his more compelling roles in recent memory, and that's often enough. <laughs> exactly. I was going like, to say, like, back when that yeah. movie came out, Liam Neeson was in his height. Like, you had his name on it. People will go see it. Oh, yeah. So, I understand. Yeah. Oh, here we go. See, it's uh, another uh, Richard Roper, who's another famous movie reviewer. He was on Ebert and Roper. I believe you. Okay. Anyway, uh, he says, um, yeah, one of those rare cinematic offerings, but also noted the film can be tough to watch, particularly its fleeting images of tortured women. Yeah. So, uh, what's the next one on the list? Give me number... Thirteen. Thirteen. So we're going back a bit. Okay. Let's hope it's something. Let's hope it's something that I can kind of remember. Oh my gosh, you had to pick this one. Okay. <laughs> well, I definitely remember this. This was definitely one of the worst films on the list. Yay. I think I watched. I think I watched this out of morbid curiosity. I think I watched this. I probably saw like a Cinema Sins on it or something, oh. and I thought, oh, this is a bad movie. <laughs> Yay! It's bad. Let's go watch it. I probably watch it's it. Not usually, a, my well, I probably watch it a couple beers. I hope. <laughs> but uh, so this one, pff, the year. I'm just gonna guess it was like it was fairly recent. I want to say 2016, maybe. You uh, probably watched it in 2015, did you not? Oh yeah, if we're going back to the. <laughs> uh, Okay, maybe it was like 2013. We'll say 2013. I don't know. 2013 is my guess. Um, Terminator Genesis. Oh. Terminator Genesis. And it's uh, and this was everybody always made fun of the spelling of this movie. Is like, it spelled wrong? Oh, it's spelled it's I'll tell you in a second. Okay, so it's spelled G E N I S Y S. Oh. Now that's because there's like a, a corporation or a company in this film that's called Genesis and that's how they spell their company name, so it's just okay. kind of Anyways, it's dumb. Is it also uh, the origin story of Terminator at the same time? It's, uh, okay, this one uh, gets confusing because, if I remember correctly, I only watched this once. Uh, I'd hope so if you're complaining I mean, about it already. Like, okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, so it's it's that, it's that I mean, I'm trying to think now, wait, is there ever an Arnold, a, movie, a Terminator movie where Arnold wasn't in it? Arnold was only briefly in that one with Christian Bale. Yeah. But that was more like a CGI Arnold. It wasn't even really Arnold. Arnold's in He's this too one. Busy. He's playing an older uh, Terminator uh and he uh oh my gosh this film um <laughs> probably any redeeming qualities about this film maybe a couple of one-liners maybe chuckle the action was okay yeah it was just dumb the acting was terrible you have the other actors that are in it you have you have like a young sarah connor yeah i remember by, from the new one yeah played by amelia clark she was in the game of thrones series most prominently as princess uh is it daenerys how do you know game of thrones characters you've never watched an episode I watched a little bit on YouTube. Did you? Yeah. Well, because I wanted to, I wanted to like be a little familiar with the series. I have I was always zero talking about knowledge it. of any yeah. of that series. Uh, and the other actor, Jai Courtney, who people like to make, he's not a terrible actor. People like to give him a hard time a lot. He wasn't good in this film, but he's not always a terrible actor. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of redeeming qualities about this film. Like I said, they, uh, they, 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 they make John Connor is in this one. So John Connor is Sarah Connor's son. Okay. Right? So in this one, because there's all kind of weird time travel shenanigans going on in this film. So even though you have the a young best. Sarah Connor, you have her adult son coming back from the future. Oh my gosh! So and, it's but, trunks. But but the, but then and then the Terminators turn her son bad. So he's like an it's evil. He's like an evil Terminator now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, not much stay with us. I I wouldn't recommend you watch, even if you're a diehard Terminator franchise fan. And uh, I think after one and two, I mean, but do you need to know it for the new one? 
I mean, the one that just came out last yeah. year or whatever, I don't think it plays in. No, no, you don't, because the new one that just came out last year, which I haven't actually seen, but I know this because I read all this stuff before the film came out. The you new one, uh, Terminator Dark Fate, that was a new one that just came out <laughs> last year. Called? Yeah, Dark Fate. <laughs> uh, that one is like a direct sequel to two, so they pretended like Genesis oh. never happened. Yeah, which is a good thing. I like this um, random name generator. <laughs> Keep it simple, man. They had the Terminator, Terminator 2, that was great. Terminator 3, I think, had a subtitle. So yeah, rise, of, rise, rise of the Machines or something, but... 2.5. Yeah. Yeah, I don't got much else to say about this one. Don't watch it. <laughs> That's my opinion. Good. I'm glad we can go back all the way to 20, well, whatever. You know what? I said we'll do three. Yeah. We'll do one more here. Oh, so, but you have to tell me what you're actually going oh. to see how right you are. <laughs> oh, gosh. It'll be fun, too, to see. Uh, if I'm going to guess here, I'm going to say... Like, oh, I wanted the grossing, too. Yeah, it probably made money, because Terminator films always yeah. do, but I'm pretty sure the Rotten Tomatoes is going to be terrible on that one. Um, why did I say 20? No, I was right the first time. Wait, no, I wasn't. What did I say you said 2016. Time? Okay, it was 2015. So, yeah. Yeah, 27 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, 27. <laughs> what do we have for budget? I mean, budget of like 150. Ooh. And it made 440. So. Well, but 440, okay. even with like all the marketing and stuff, they probably just broke even. Yeah. So... Okay, I'll give you one more chance. Okay. 101. <laughs> Dalmatians. Exactly. Well, I picked no, this. I don't watch that. <gasps> What's wrong with 101 Dalmatians? Okay, here's a really good one. Uh, Yay. I, this would be a, an older one on the list. This was definitely, this is probably one that I was happy to see it on Netflix. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that because I don't own it in my movie collection. And I was probably happy to see it on Netflix because I want to say it's, I'm pretty confident in this one. I want to say it's 2001. It was the year it came Ooh, out. okay. I remember watching it in high school, for sure. In theaters. So, uh, Black Hawk Down. Oh, okay. Yeah, directed by Ridley Scott. It is about the... Again, I might be more accurate on this one, too. I think it is, it's based on a true story. I think it's about the... When the U.S. had to send troops to Mogadishu in, like, oh 90... My, how do you remember words like that? 92 or 93. Good it was in the early 90s, gracious. I think. Mogadishu. There was some kind of, like, a coup going on in the country. Like, some, you know, uh, president or something overthrown by rebels or guerrillas so they u.s military goes in to kind of like keep things from getting out of hand but then it does get out of hand and the troops just get like there's so many like rebel fighters like with all the ak-47s and rocket launchers and stuff all over the streets and so this movie takes a little while to kick off because there's a lot of setup to the to what's going on but man once this movie kicks off it is like non-stop action for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. it is and the gunfights this movie are so good it feels so raw a lot of main characters die in this one um like a lot there's a lot of like a-list actors in this one uh, at the time, maybe not as much anymore. Like, yeah, at the time you had like, you know, you had Ewan McGregor, Josh Hartnett. Ewan McGregor is in this? Yeah. What is going on? Uh, lots of other like older actors too, but. Um, He's not US. He's not American. Yeah, he doesn't really pull off a great accent <laughs> in this movie either, but whatever. It's good enough for me to buy it. Or, or I think Orlando Bloom made his debut in this movie. No. Or at least his, maybe like, de- not like debut debut, but like his first sort of like major role. When, the, when was but, the first Lord of the Rings? Uh, oh boy, 2000, actually might have been 2001, might have been the same year, but I feel like this came out first. Anyways, in this movie, he gets killed off really early, so okay. it's like he has a big role, but he looked really young in this one. So, what are you saying? He looks old now? Well, yeah, I think, he I think, now, he, I think now he's only in his like early 40s, but he's probably in his 20s he back is then. is old, I'm just yeah. saying. Like, is he doing anything now? I don't think so, not really. Uh, anyway, this movie, yeah, it's really good. Um, 
there's some hard scenes to watch in. I remember the one scene that really stuck with me is when this, like, the movie the movie's called Black Hawk Down because their choppers keep getting shot down by like RPGs and stuff. So when the choppers crash and then the troops have to go try and rescue the pilots mm. or like contain the site from the, so at one point this ship, this uh, one of the choppers goes down and I remember the, the soldiers are kind of like trying to make the last stand. Like they're all of a sudden ammo using their pistols to hold off like mm. you know, dozens of people that want to kill them. And at one point this guy just gets shot up like a dozen times and like, then they just kind of like, grab his body and carry it through the streets and just like it's just like, yeah that's pretty uh okay. the, it makes you really want to like root for the troops this one you're like yeah i just kill all those people <laughs> oh, like you know <laughs> like they try and make you see their perspective from the beginning of the movie about why like why these rebel fighters are there why the country is the way it is but then mm. when you see these guys getting gunned down so viciously you're just like yeah like maybe the maybe the americans can pull this one out <laughs> and they do i mean it's a true story so they do i mean i don't think the movie has a happy ending like the uh, some of the team gets extracted like there's one big huge showdown at the end with like a whole bunch they get a whole bunch of air support and everything to extract these troops but i think the u.s eventually leaves this country and just like all right well we're out you guys govern yourselves we're not gonna you know we're, we're keeping out at this now but right. yeah that's a uh that's a really good film it's a long film too i remember i want to say it's probably at least two and a half hours so settle in uh <laughs> if you want to watch it in one night let me just see how accurate i was here on any of that stuff i'm pretty confident okay 2001 i got the year right yay um, I want to know if your name of the country is right. Yep, Mogadishu. Oh, for goodness! Which is in Somalia. I oh, I totally forgot. I totally forgot. Tom Hardy was in this. It was like his debut. Really, too. Tom Hardy man! Was in this. Everybody's yeah. cool in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, nineteen ninety-three. I was close on the year. Yeah. So, wow. Pretty, pretty good memory. I yeah. can't remember like anything from Persona past like five <laughs> hours before I've played it. Like, what the frig? And uh, oh, how can I forget the music too? Hans Zimmer doing the music for this. Was his debut too? Jeez Louise. Yeah, it's about 150 minutes. So like I said, about two and a half yeah. hours is pretty accurate on that. Amazingly, not like a huge box office hit at the time. Budget of 110 and made 173. But I remember it being a massive splash afterwards. Oh, yeah. Like it's a classic. Like it's, uh, let's see, it won two Academy Awards for editing and sound mixing. Really? Uh, in 2006, an extended cut was released. Additional eight minutes of footage. Uh, and then it was also released. Uh, it was released on 4K last year. That'd be a good 4K film. Schneider yeah. cut. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we'll go with those four. So let's just recap again. What were those four movies? We had uh, Kill the Messenger, which I barely remembered. Uh, we had Tombstones. A Walk Among the Tombstones, which I think is a good film as long as you can handle the content. Terminator Genesis, don't bother unless you just really want to get drunk or watch a bad movie on purpose. Uh, and then Black Hawk Down, for sure. If you watch any of those movies tonight, you, Black Hawk Down, I don't I see the problem is I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. Well, so. you tried that the other day. Remember, you couldn't find it. So, yeah. But if it's on any service, go watch it. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully, my, I guess by next week, I'll probably have, I'll be able to tell you about season two of Afterlife. Probably plan yes. to get that done next I'm week. Sure go many two to three a.m. Mm-hmm. binges on that show. Jeez. All right. Well, um, until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. See ya. Bye. Bye.